Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Cousins for Christ, where we're just three cousins that like to get together and talk about Christ. I think we got a pretty fun topic tonight, uh, one that I think will be a little bit uplifting. Uh, I know last week's material was quite sobering, and uh, but th this one tonight, I think uh, it's going to be a real fun one, and uh, it's a very important one, too. Uh, we're going to be talking tonight about love, specifically loving our God, loving our neighbors, and even... We're going to talk about loving our enemies and some of the challenges that we, we have with that. Uh, in the order of importance, uh, loving our God, that, that should be who we love the most. Uh, I'd like to read a scripture to get this going. Mark 12, 30-31. And you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. The second is equally important, love your neighbors yourself no other commandment is greater than these uh we'll reach out to jeremy jim why is it important that we love our god the most because the bible tells us so oh sorry that's why no, jesus yeah. loves us <laughs> that's sort of false answer sure <laughs> and because god is the creator of all god is good god is the only thing good in the world he is the creator of all you should love him more than anything he's done more for us he's He's given us life. He's breathed life into us. He has done so much more. Every blessing in your life is owed to God. And, and, and furthermore, he does this when you're not deserving of these things. Right. We don't deserve any of it, do no, we? No, we don't. The only thing, and this is going to be a little harsh, the only thing we deserve is hell, tr truly. None of us are good enough to get into heaven on our own accord. And if it wasn't for God and his salvation plan of Jesus giving himself over freely for, you know, our sins, we would all be doomed. So that's why I love God. That's the only reason is just because God is God and I just love him. That's yeah, that. we're not going to get there uh, to heaven on our own. Romans no, 3.23 tells us we're all going to fall short of the glory of God. We're all going to sin. Um, I mean, to echo on what Jeremy was saying, he's listed as our creator, <clears throat> our redeemer, and our provider. All things in life are, are, are given. The start of life was given for him. So, you know, how how could that not be your, your first priority of love when he's given so much to us? The reason for our being, right? <clears throat> mm -hmm. Yeah. And you should do all things for God. That's another thing. How do you love God? How do you love God? Do you give God thanks every morning when you wake up? Do you think of God? Is it the first thing you think of in the morning? Do you pray in the morning? Do you give thanks for everything you do? Not just when you, I know a lot of people say, well, I pray before I eat. I might pray before I go to bed. But you just pray and talk to God all the, throughout the day. Do you think that's something that um, is, is automatically like in us as soon as we become Christians? Or is that something that you have to learn all oh, the you, time? You gotta, well, let me ask you this. When you start dating someone new, do you just go right at it as soon as, you're like y'all have been together for two years once you got married, you know, like, oh, we, or is it like that? Or is you building a relationship? It's building a relationship. Yeah. You, you got to, this one, a lot of people I've actually had this said to me where and we're going to, I'm going not trying to change subjects, but you know, love thy neighbor type. And I've had a woman say in a Bible study one time at another church, not this one. Well, I just can't love you as much as I love my children, you know, yeah. but because you're saying she, couldn't love but, <clears throat> doesn't have the capacity uh, to a neighbor yeah. yes yeah yes we'll get back to that but the point is like because she had a better relationship with her children and loving thy neighbor like yourself we'll get into that later is not 
you know, what a lot of people think it is. It's a little bit different, but uh, you got to build that relationship with God. And each day, your relationship should get stronger. You know, if you've been in a relationship with, with someone in your life, and it don't have to be a girlfriend or boyfriend. It could be uh, a neighbor. You know, over time, that relationship's going to build where you start caring for them more and more. And it's important to note, too, the English language only has one definition for love. The Greek language has four different, three or four uh, different. And I think that's important. We had a lesson on that one evening. And we're going to touch on this a little bit more when we're talking about loving our enemies. Um, not all loves are the same. No. Uh, no. Certainly, I think the love that we show for, for God should be the greatest. Uh, he is the, uh, our creator, the reason for our being. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, like I said before, everything we should do throughout the day, are you doing it for God? You know, are you bringing God into it? Because everything is better if you bring God into it. If you play, just say you're going out and just play sports. You know, Chris plays softball. You know, if he goes out and he does it for God, and what's that mean? It means go and represent God. Okay, because yeah, you're his son sure. if you go out there and start kicking dirt on the umpire and cussing up a storm you're mm. not being real and it, plus if people find out you're a christian it's really they're just really going to judge you harder and you've kind of uh once they learn you're a christian i think you've undermined your position mm -hmm. a, a great deal. i mean it's and, and the reason i asked you that too it is a it's a process to learn i think a lot of people don't know exactly what it means you love god right and you just said it english only has one meaning for it. I, I love God, but does that mean I'm doing everything in my power to show him that I love him? Like some of the stuff that I researched it, it said it means obeying God and trusting in his faithfulness, adversity, and, or sorrow. Loving God with all your heart requires an unwavering faith in and commitment to Jesus Christ. It's commitment that reflects God's character. You've led me to a question. Um, so how do we express our love to God? Giving our lives over to God. That's, that's said, the first like, thing, right? You know, everything you do from eating breakfast, giving thanks. How many times do you thank God? I yes. actually wake up in the mornings. Uh, I think the older you get, the more you realize just how fragile life is. And we're not guaranteed another day beyond this one. I'm not guaranteed that I'll make it home this evening. Uh, so I give thanks for a new day. And the things that are important to me have changed a lot. I just I ask the Lord for peace, for health. Yeah. Uh, I don't really care about prosperity. Um, just echo. I think the thing I pray for mostly now is is peace. Peace yeah. in the relationship. What, what price can you put on peace of mind, guys? Just a, an inner peace. And and for you guys out there who may not be Christians, who may not read your Bibles, there is it's real, guys. There is peace that comes from that. It's a peace that passeth all understanding. It's it's something until you until you experience it, you didn't realize uh, how comforting that can be. And um, yeah, it's, well, it's everything in the world once you get that comfort, you know. It is, you know, like like and like I said, going back to the giving thanks for everything. Chris, Chris will tell you right now. We play a lot of video games together. We do. Oh yeah. And. I'm constantly mumbling under my breath. I had to ask him one day what he was doing. I thought he had like and some twitch or was talking very, to his dog. It's very private to me. And when I finally 
after about two months of him asking, he's like, what are you, what are you saying? I was like, I'm not saying anything. I'm just giving thanks to God. Not for the video game. It's right. just because throughout the day, you know, if you're driving down the road, if you're just driving down the road to Walmart in the morning, you get there safely. It's thanks to God. You know, I've started doing that more often now. <laughs> I don't, can't hear it or anything yeah. like that and do it. But and, it's taught me to do, when you hear it, when I hear you doing it, it reminds me, oh, I haven't thanked him for anything in a little bit. Yeah. But, so how do we... We love our God. Well, by giving ourselves over, by obeying his will, trying to do what he wants us to do. And on the flip side of that, look at how much God loved us. Yeah. That he gave his only begotten son. Look how much Jesus loved us, That uh, how much he loved mankind, that he gave his life for many people who scorned him, didn't love him in return. So we have that love that we get from, from our Lord and Savior. In, in turn, we are to love him. So. And I think, I think a big thing about love that, that I've had to come to realize too is, and I mentioned it when I said something a little bit ago, but is the trust and faithfulness through a lot of times when things are bad in your life or you know, unexpected or going your way where you don't think you have that peace is, is you know, to love God is to trust him and, and have the faith that he's looking out for you in the long run. I think that's a hard, hard point it's for, hard. for you to realize, like, okay, why am I going through this or, or why is that? But to love God is not just, you know, yeah, thank you for this, thank you for that, but, you know, thank you for the circumstances I'm in and I have faith in you that you're yeah. doing what's best for me. Yeah. Are you willing to give yourselves over and have that faith to truly believe that God is there, that he is going to help you. And we don't, you know, Isaiah tells us, you know, his ways are not our ways, his thoughts are not our thoughts. We don't often know how how he's going to work through us, how he's going to use us, how he's going to interact in our lives. We don't know that. And sometimes it's frustrating for us because we, we want to know. But we have to have that faith, that we understanding. Want we want the control. But we have to understand that, Control is simply an illusion. For us, God's yeah. in control. It is. Oh, yeah. Here's, here's a good example. Think of it this way. Why's a good reason to love God? Is because He loves us. And do we deserve, once again, do we deserve His love? No. No, we don't live by His commandments. You know, I seen a preacher one time. He gave a little thing. He, 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 he does YouTube videos. I won't bring his name up here. He necessarily doesn't agree with everything I agree with or vice versa. But he, he'll ask people, for instance, you know, and I'll ask y'all to have, if God judged y'all today, if y'all stood in front of God, would you go to heaven? If you wasn't a Christian, he would, he'd name sins. Like, have you ever lied? Well, I have, I've lied. Uh-huh. And he's like, have you ever, you know, said the Lord's name in vain? Yeah, I, yes. I have in the past. I'm not proud of it. And he'd be like, have you ever, Jesus says that just to look upon a person with lust is adultery. Uh-huh. So, Yes, I've done that. And just naming those three things, I'm guilty. And, and without Christ, I would be determined to go to hell. And so, but God has gave us his only begotten son, and he has sacrificed himself for, and gave his blood to cleanse all of us. For that reason alone is enough that we should give him everything. Because that is everything. I agree with what you said. I agree completely. Yeah. <clears throat> loving thy God. We know that's that's number one, right? Number yeah. one. How about loving our neighbors? What's the Bible tell us about that? 
I can tell you Matthew 22, 37 through 39. Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment, and the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Think about that, guys. Yeah. We're told to love our neighbors what does that mean as you? ourselves. For a lot of people, nobody loves, they love themselves more than anything. <laughs> yeah. I think we're seeing a lot of that you in today's that society. society, for sure. So, what, so does what does that, that mean? What does it mean to love? I, I can tell you what it means to me. Let's hear it. What it means to me is if I'm hungry, I'm going to go get me something to eat. If I'm thirsty, I'm going to go get me something to drink. If I'm cold, I'm going to go put on more clothing. A jacket or something. You're going to be comfortable? Yes. Take care I'm, of your gonna, needs. I'm going to take care of myself. So, what's that mean? Loving thy neighbor. If you see somebody hungry, mm. feed them without question. Here's the thing. But a lot of times, like, I was going to give him $5, but I don't know if he'd go out and buy liquor or cigarettes. Well, God doesn't tell us to, to, to determine what they buy. Do we have that checklist in the Bible? Make sure <laughs> you don't give him money if he's yeah, going to use yeah. it for cigarettes but and, he, and liquor. If, if you feel the need and it hits you, <laughs> Give them that money and hope that they use it for the right. If you do that, Jeremy, or give them food. Fast. Just go into McDonald's. You know, if you're ever downtown Nashville, you see them a lot. Go into that McDonald's, buy. That's what sack, Dad does a lot. Yeah, buy a bag full of cheeseburgers and say, "Here, if they're thirsty, here's some water." You know, if I've, you know, if you see them and you got an extra jacket, an old jacket in your car, and it's the middle of winter, and because them homeless people, a lot of times they don't want to be there. They just ain't got no other them. option. Give them a jacket if it's a little things. And if you notice, too, how judgmental some people are about that sector, that group of people, as if they did something wrong. And, like, some people like to look at it like they're in a superior position. Like, I can't believe that they're homeless like that. You could absolutely be in that position. I really believe that. We're blessed. And uh, we don't know that person's story. Like you said, if you gave them money, well, there might be a good chance they could possibly use that for liquor or something. But then again, you don't know that. It could be an angel that has been sent down to test you. It very well could be. But, you know, in your heart, if you did give them money or resources or something to help them, at least you've done right in your own heart. Now, what happens at that point with them? Yeah. That's kind of their issue with God. Chris, you had something? No, I was going to ask you, you know, so we're talking about the neighbor. Who... Who is the neighbor? Everybody. Everybody? everybody. I think it's everybody. Everybody in the well, world. Well, that's a good point. How I mean, do we define neighbor? Right. Now, it it's, doesn't literally mean the guys that live to well, the left of you and to the right of you. That, I think it's everybody you come yeah. in contact well, with. Well, in the first century, you got to think, there was probably all small communities and towns other around Jerusalem and stuff. So there, a lot of them didn't have access to leave the towns they were in. They didn't right. have the money. So it would be take care of thy neighbor. But... Today's society, everybody's kind of everywhere. So if you venture off to another state and you see a homeless person, by all means. I, I take it out. like Chris said, more or less, uh, it's everybody. It's everybody. And I think you made a very good point. All the things that we would do for ourselves as far as taking care of our own comforts and needs, we should really focus yeah. on that, uh, that same attitude toward other people. And that's not always easy to do, is it? No, no, it's not. And I think, too, just just looking around, there's so many opportunities to help around and treat people in the, in the areas around you that we overlook. We yeah, see, even look. I mean, that's see, that's the thing. the thing. Like most people, like I know when I'm driving home from work or something, I've got my blinders on. I'm just ready yeah. to get home. And I didn't notice that the neighbor's yard is a little higher than normal. 
can I go help them with that? Or if there's something nice. small, yeah. but, but I mean, there is, there's always that opportunity, even in your small little community and in, in mine, especially to help people that are around. And, and there's a lot of times I'll overlook it because yeah. I'm not looking for that. And my mindset's not tuned to that, which it should be. Yeah. Let me, let me bring up a negative aspect of this too. And it's very big on social media right now. If you are going to help somebody that's especially homeless and doesn't want to be there, don't stick a camera in their face oh to post it on Facebook it. or TikTok. Well, and let me give you a little verse here from Matthew 6, 1. This is from the ESV. Beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them. For then you will have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. It's good to give, but you're putting those people on blast. Like, oh, look what I'm well, doing for this person. And we can also pose the question, <clears throat> what were their motivations for helping this person? Exactly. Was it really to truly help this person, or was it to be seen of by people doing it so that they, you know. Matthew 6, verse 4, so that you're giving maybe in secret, then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Yes. I always thought that if I went and bragged about a good deed, I yeah. would lose it. Like I would lose yeah, that. that I mean, do. so it kept me from, I wanted sometimes I felt good to do it, be, to come into work or something like, hey, guess what I just did. Once once you give that out, you're seeking re your reward from others, mm -hmm. from other people good instead job, of God. Jeremy, good yeah. job, Jeff. And that's what it is, is about. And it kind of goes with, along the lines of works here, you know, and I've had this discussion where, you know, we've seen where works are dead and our works are by all means not dead, you know, and James, I don't, I'm not quote verbatim there, but we're not required to do works. You will never get into heaven. You will never work your way into heaven. When they talk about works in the Bible, what they're talking about is, you know, you prove your faith through works. Right. So that means you're not doing those works to get into heaven because you will not get into heaven that way. You're doing those things because that's the right thing to do. And in you, that's what you're called to do. It never crosses your mind. was like, well, I'm going to get into heaven now because I just helped that mm. poor old man change a flat tire. If you go into it with that, it's like, or I'm going to change this flat tire for this old man. That way I'll get a credit. It don't work that way. I feel like if you looked at it that way, though, you would feel that there's a certain plat or tier that you could do it yeah. and earn your spot in the well, heaven. Yeah, yeah, and it never. I and mean, we talked a, about service. Yeah. There's there's no end to the service that you provide. Is it, is it wrong for me to feel good about helping somebody? No, it's not. Because I I don't post it on Facebook. Yeah. But in my you in my heart, when I'm like, there was a time when uh, I was at a gas station, and I guess the guy had already filled up his put some gas in didn't have any money or something mm -hmm. i gave him a 20 you know no big deal i did put it on facebook but i, I kind of felt good driving away i'm just like yeah and you, you know what feel good maybe do you think that's maybe a way some we're small way. to keep doing good stuff because if we felt bad after doing it yeah you, you know we might be conditioned well, to do something have else. you ever done something that you hoped your father your earthly father would be proud of you yeah yeah Sometimes I do things like that, and I hope that maybe I've done something well, that's pleasing know. to God. Yeah, you but know. you're not going through thinking, I'm going to help this lady mow her yard. That way I can get a credit. Right, I get three heavenly yeah. credit points. Let's see, <laughs> I accidentally. When I get to 53, I'm good to go. It's kind of like, yeah, it's kind of like, because if, you know, it kind of goes with, are there good people? We should just want to help people. Yeah. But we should want to treat our neighbors like yeah. ourselves. Like me, I, I'll, I I get a lot of pushback on what I'm about to say here. And it is, is there anyone good? 
According to Jesus, to there's not anyone good. Here's here's Mark ten eighteen, and Jesus said to him, "Why do you call me good? No one is good except one who is God." Because by man's and and we always go through. Oh, Chris, a good guy. That's by our standards. That's Someone not says by, a good man. Yeah, that's by Appreciate our standards, that. not by God's standards. Remember, none of us is ever going to do enough good deeds to earn our way into heaven. Agreed. Because it's kind of like, say, Chris, you had a hit and run, right? You don't have a hit and run, but just for instance. Told if you, you had secret, <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> well, you hit me. That's why I'm upset. But uh, if you got to the, the court that day and a judge was like, Chris, what do you got to say for yourself? So hold on, on the way over here, I gave a homeless man $5.00. I helped a, my neighbor mow his yard. And that judge was like, well, that's, that's good deeds, but that don't correct the wrong you did. Mm-hmm. You're still going to get sentenced to where you belong. You're never going to work your way into heaven. The only thing you can do is give yourself over to God to accept Jesus. So kind of not wrap it up, but how do we express our love to our neighbors? Is it by just uh, doing good deeds could it also be maybe trying to spread the word of God? Yeah. That's what I was about to say. Yeah, take off. That's a really no, good no. One. I mean, I think how many neighbors do I have around my? You don't have like you my, said, just you my little house that I've never even asked them to come to church. We don't have to go far or look very far to find things that we can do to help other people. Same thing with spreading the word of God. You probably don't have to go far to find people um, to help, I'd, but that would be a way of expressing. How would you, our love. How would you spread the word if you're not? able to spread the word if you're not comfortable spreading the word you're not a good talker you don't know enough what are ways that you can do it i don't know a good way to do it so we talked about a couple weeks ago buy some tracks you can get on amazon and buy 50 tracks for 15 dollars. and every time you go to a restaurant leave a tip leave a gospel track or if you see a guy on the side of the road with a sign asking for food take your bible track and stick a ten dollar bill on it yeah, just yeah. whatever. There you go, brother. I mean, that well, they had those little New word. Testament Bibles, too, that we yeah. thought about handing out or yeah. going, giving some lunches or something up to to Nashville. And, and the big part is just, you know, talking about it, but the actions behind it is doing it. And that's yeah. what we have to be. I feel like we have to be a lot better about is, is are the actions We always have involved. to be better, yeah. So we love God more than anything. Anything. We're told next to love our neighbors as ourselves. Yeah. Here's a good track, though. Before we move on, what's a good test to see if you love God the most? How how much you love God, if you love God more than anything? Tell me, because I'm... Uh, It's not a biblical test, but you got to ask yourself, when you die, who's the first person you want to see in heaven? Hmm. And if the answer is anyone other than Jesus, then you might need to reflect. I'm not saying any answer's wrong. I'm not saying that, because we all have... I'd love to see my grandmother. I'd love to see uh, my grandfather, my aunts, my cousins. But do you have a burning desire to the see Jesus Christ that, first? Yes. Who are you working to get to heaven for? Yes, you're. He's the one that got you there. You should. You should want to. The answer should want to be Jesus. And I'm not saying that's the correct answer, but I, to me, that's a good telling of where you stand. Your crew, like. Where do I stand? Ask yourself that question. That's an excellent question, Jeremy. Yeah. Yeah. Who do we want to see the most? Yeah, a lot yeah. of people. I, well, I, you know, I know I'm going to see my 
relatives or yeah. family members, but we should really be that we should have that that desire yeah. to see. To I want to see Jesus, and then my dog Stormy. <laughs> That's for another story. <laughs> well, here's a good one, guys. This is one I think uh, will provoke some discussion. Loving thy enemies. Well, what does the Bible tell us about it? Matthew five forty three through forty eight. You have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you, that you may be sons of your Father in heaven. For he makes his sun rise on the evil and on the good. He sends rain on the just and on the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what reward? have you? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? If you greet your brethren only, what do you do more than, than others? Do not even the tax collectors do so? Therefore, you shall be perfect as your Father in heaven is perfect. End of reading. Um, That's, but how, how, do you guys love people that, that, that spitefully use you and persecute you? Uh, and I'll say as... Uh, trying to get back into the faith and becoming a Christian again, that has been one of the harder things to do. I have, there's an uh, ex-coworker that lives a few neighborhoods away from me that I see when I come in to go to my house sometimes. And it's, you know, first time passing through or anything like that, you feel this like contempt for them just because of that. But the, as I become a Christian and pray for them, I'll wave and try to talk, even pray about the stuff that I feel for them because I, I mean, it's hard to see that at a certain point, do you, are you even supposed to see them as an enemy or are they still your neighbor? It's a tough one. Um, and it's one that I have to work very hard at. Um, and getting back to what is the biblical meaning of love, love the way that we love our God. I think it's a different, perhaps a different kind of love for our enemies. When I think, I used to think of, okay, love being like somebody that I just wanted to go up and give a big hug to, and I don't know that we're talking about that kind of love. Um, I'm viewing this kind of love where, where we're told to love our enemies is, if there's somebody who did something bad to you and persecuted you, well, I can, I can love them in, in, through the fact that I, I'm forgiving them of whatever it is that they may have done. That's, that's an act of love. Do they need money? Do they need clothing or support or assistance? You know, just stuff like that. I can still do that to my enemies. Does that mean I have to also want to hug them? You know where I'm going? Yeah, that's what you're saying. How do you guys feel about that? No, I mean, I agree with you. I think one of the things that can be focused on, would you try to spread the gospel to them? I think you, yeah, absolutely you, you no, should. No, I, I agree. I just, sometimes like, you know. Do you? And, and I think you should. We had a lesson uh, a few weeks back about how as human beings, we're, we're big on keeping score. Yes. And it's like, uh, we, we, we kind of, you've heard that, well, you know, you maybe forgive them, but you don't forget it. But I think too often we keep that in our heads. And it's like, well, you know, that guy, he's already done me wrong three times. we got to remember, too, what did uh how many times are we supposed to forgive somebody? Seventy and seven. The point being, as many times mm -hmm. as we, we, we have to. So, yeah, I, I think we we have to spread 
try to help those people who. But I think that's the last person that I think to try to spread the gospel to. Well, you've heard of the Good Samaritan, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so let me tell you about Samaritans. The Hebrew nation, the Jewish people, absolutely disliked Samaritans. They don't have anything to do with them. They kind of looked upon them as their enemy and lesser than them. But we hear that story of the Good Samaritan who picked up the man off the street, took him to the hotel, cleaned him up, paid for him a room, and said, hey, do what it takes to get him. Now, he and him, you know, they didn't like each other, but he went and did this. And that's where we get the Good Samaritan from. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is the Bible. You're saying, oh, he's a Good Samaritan. That's referencing that story. You know, did he hate that man? Maybe not, but I know the two peoples, different peoples, didn't like each other tremendously. And what does it say about the the two others that passed by that had more in common with him or his people? And, and they How much right does it say him. about them? Yeah. That's your neighbor. That's your love your neighbor yeah. right there. It's not love your enemy. Yeah. How often have we been the people who have passed by? Has that ever been the case? It probably has been. Oh, yeah. Especially with somebody that's walking down the road and I don't pick them up. How often do we make snap judgments just on a visual? I'm, when I don't pick terrible. them up because yeah. I think they could do something to me. I, I mean, used, I just make a judgment call on them. Sometimes I, I don't even to, worry that they're going to do anything to me. It's just you've already like sized them up. But then again. Before uh, I came back to the church, my, one of my favorite sayings was, sometimes it's just easiest to, uh, <laughs> is the stereotype. Sometimes it's just easier to stereotype. Wait, it's pretty and, easy. And, and that is untrue, you, you know. Well. I'm going to say something. You? Like, yeah, it's just causes... when you see somebody, you know, you think, oh, I'm going to help that person. Before. They're going to be, you know, they'll probably use this money to go drink. I'm stereotyping that no, person. That you don't have to, you're talking yourself out of. Yeah, I'm just saying it's just sometimes it's it's easier just to not get involved because you, you play it in your head how the scenario is going to go and you fall, you know, and you're like, oh, I don't live up to what you think. Just because, but here's the thing. Y'all said earlier, you're not in control. And if you do a good deed for that person, how that person does after that is entirely up to them. God tests me, and, and he also oftentimes shows me uh, the air my way. There's been many times where I have judged, maybe not meaning to, but, you know, we stereotype people. There's been a lot of times, guys, I was wrong. Mm-hmm. And it makes you feel bad, like, you know, I thought, before I even knew anything about this individual, I've already kind of made up my mind. Maybe kind of there's a good chance he's, you know, and I'm wrong. And I'm like, it kind of teaches you to be, you know, we're, we're told not to judge anyway, but it, it really kind of brings it home and teaches you, you know, you got to be careful with that because we really don't know what's in that person's heart. We don't know that we need to love them anyway. Yeah, we do. You know, no matter what they've done to you in the past, I'm not saying you have to go. It, it doesn't mean, hey, I need to go make this person my best friend. Mm. It just means that you need to love that person, and all that really means is you want the best for them. Good you know, you don't have right. to be in their lives necessarily, but you should forgive them enough that you think, oh, you know, Mark's over there, and he's got married and had kids, and even though maybe just hypothetical Mark may have, you know, done you wrong in the past. You're like, it's good for him. I hope he has a genuinely has a good life and his family's healthy. Right. You want the best for him, even if you don't necessarily. You don't have to go out and be their best friend and start hanging out with them. You should want everybody to be saved. 
you should. That's a strong, it's a yes, hard thing. I, I, you I, I, want yes. everybody to be. Did that's Jesus saved. Christ want everybody to be saved? Yes. Yes. And if I forget the verse in Peter, but you know, Jesus yeah. doesn't want anybody to go to destruction. No, right? when I he say wants, uh, you want the best for them, you know, I'm thinking them except Jesus Christ in their life. What could be better for them yeah. than that? Nothing. Well, love is challenging. Uh, it can be. But it's, we know. Hope, it's hopeful. You know, it's it brings me peace. Yeah. Well, it. if you think, if you sit and think about it, if you just scan over, you're like, well, why would I do that, or why would I love this person? But if you think about it, it and pray on it, it, it does bring you peace. Yeah. Yeah, I think it does. There's that peace uh, when you quit keeping score. You quit holding grudges because when you do that, really, all you're doing is eating yourself out from within. Uh, it's not helpful. It's not useful. It's going to actually help hurt you spiritually. Mm-hmm. And how many people do we still know, especially in the South, that you know you bring up somebody's name and they're like, "Oh, that Bobby Roberts." Well, here in White Bluff, he he got me one time, thing. and I still owe him. And they're like, "When did it happen?" Oh, it was forty years ago when I was in oh. third grade. You got to hate. And, and, and that it only hurts the person that hates. They've been sharpening that axe for yes. four decades, but, and it's still you know, there. When you hate someone, guess what? That person, if I hated Chris, Chris would never feel it. It wouldn't affect his life one bit. However, it would affect it's my It's going to affect life. you and, yes. in a bad way. He's yes. very specific in here, too. First John 3, 15, verses 17. Whoever hates his brother is a murderer, and you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. Yeah. By this we know love, because he laid down his life for us, and we also, we also ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. Yeah. But whoever has the world's goods and sees his brother in need and shuts up his heart from him, how does the love of God abide in him? Yeah. I'm pretty straight. Pretty straightforward. Yeah, not a lot of interpretation on that one. Yeah, that kind um, of goes with what Jesus said, that he who hates his brother is a murderer. That's what they refer to when they're saying murder in that one. They're not necessarily talking about a killer of somebody. Not actually killing somebody. No. So hating your brother is essentially like murder? If you hate your brother, I will say this, and I can't judge where you go, but I'm going to say it's going to make it harder for you to get into heaven at the end. Well, you can't. You separate. Mm. Hate will separate you from God. Yes, absolutely. It, it, so yes. you can't have hate in your heart no, and you be can't. separated. Or you can't. With God. You've got to let that hate go. And we, we're free moral agents. Yeah. We've discussed before. God has given us the ability of free will to choose. He wants us to choose Him. By choosing God, we choose to love Him. And I think by so doing, we have to love our. Love our neighbors and love our enemies. Love everybody. What's well, a commandment of his? And if we yeah. love love him first, we're going to follow all of his commandments. Yeah. What's the first? What's the most important two commandments? Commandments. Right. <laughs> well, great discussion tonight, guys. Uh, Chris, you got any final thoughts? No, it's just. Uh, I mean, everybody goes through struggles in, in times, and you know, we touched on stuff briefly last week, but the uh, knowing the love of God and how much He loves us has really brought, I can't say enough peace in, in all things and, and contentment. The Bible talks a lot about contentment, but, but that love is given to us by, by Jesus. And it's shown by our love back for him, putting him first, and then our neighbors 
and even our even our enemies who who are our neighbors. So. Well, it says in First Timothy, godliness with great uh, with contentment is great gain. Yes. Jeremy, got final thoughts? No, Chris covered it pretty well. Just you know, give your life to God, help those in need. And we hope, like when we pass from this earth, uh, our desire is such that the first person we the First one we want to see would be that's good. Would be God. That's and, a really uh, good way to put it. Kind of helps frame it a little bit. Because when you ask me, I'm sitting here thinking about something else. That's a really good way to, to put it. So, fantastic, guys. Uh, Jeremy, would you like to close us out with a word of prayer? Sure. Dear Lord in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thank you so much for gathering us around here this evening, Lord, so that we could discuss your word, Lord, and hopefully share it with others, Lord. Please, Lord, help everything we've said here, Lord, is in accordance to your word, Lord, that it may go reach someone and maybe affect their lives and help them along their path, Lord, to get closer to you, Lord. Please, Lord, be with all out there that are listening to us, their health aren't doing well, and please, Lord, help restore their health if it be in thy will, Lord. And please, Lord, help us be safe until the next time we meet. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 God bless.